clarify, Taylor Swift fans are called Swifties, right? Yes. <clears throat> so we're all Swifties. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be candid Abby texted me before this and she was like you or everyone listen to evermore and I like went through and I picked out like the ones I really like all right everyone today we are here and we are with two of our very favorite people in the world Allie Corsi and Taylor Swift oh my gosh I got so excited I thought I was the other person <laughs> <laughs> no, I said wait me and Abby are here with our two favorite people Allie Corsi and Taylor Swift yeah just to clarify I'm not the other favorite person it's Taylor so but- um you might have heard in some of our past episodes a little bit about Allie we throw her name around like confetti but um first before we hit the ground running how the heck did you meet Allie Abby oh my gosh I'm so excited to rebring this story up into my life because I love it so much first of all hi Allie how are you hi I am doing good. How are you? Good. You're in a, you're sporting a lovely blue sweater this evening. Your sight for sore eyes. I got it for Christmas. <laughs> okay, but anyways, back to the way that we met. It's so cute. So Allie and I were studying abroad our sophomore year of college in Switzerland. I did not know her freshman year of college. Did you know me, Allie? I knew of you, but of course, I think we really met. <laughs> so famous. Anyways. So then we were abroad and we were in Switzerland and I was looking for a random group of people who wanted to go on a last minute trip to Paris. How romantic does that sound? So just another day. Yeah, just another freaking day in our lives. I decided to get a random group together. So I was quite literally going down the hallways of our abroad program, knocking on the doors, just asking if anyone wanted to go to Paris or if they didn't have other plans. And I got to Allie's room, whom I was most excited for. And I went into her room and I sat on her bed and I said, Allie, I don't know you that well, but I think we're going to be really cute friends. Let's go to Paris. And she was down and the rest was history. We went to Paris in a little group of friends and we fell in love. That sounds like you are asking her to be on a one-on-one on The Bachelorette. (laughs) very romantic weekend we laughed a lot we cried we danced in the rain and the cobblestones like it was beautiful and we've been best friends ever since and also that's the whole reason i met ashley was through you Allie. so and now you guys have a podcast together you should be thanking me yeah you are the glue that brought this podcast you you birthed us really welcome one day when we make it real big you're gonna get all the royalties off of this and then i met abby because well, Allie and I met freshman year because we lived kind of together. And then we were supposed to live together junior year. And she was like, oh, this other girl keeps trying to get me to live with her instead. But like, obviously, I'm going to live with you. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? And one time <laughs> I was FaceTiming Allie from Italy and she was in Switzerland. And this is sounding really pretentious. But um, <laughs> we were FaceTiming and she was like, oh, here, this is Abby. And that's how I met Abby. Yeah, and I remember thinking this girl's really funny over FaceTime. And then when we got back to Malibu, we all just became friends because we were neighbors that year, too. That was so funny. And when you got kicked out of your apartment, at least you lived on our couch for a second. <laughs> Story for another time. But basically, we lived exactly like 20 steps away from me. So that whole junior year, our love grew. And look at us now. Allie's on the podcast. What a, what a jump we've made. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Not me. Look at us. Look at us. Okay, so without um, further ado, let's cut the crap and get into the real reason we're all here today. If we could all invite one person, alive or dead, any life changer, world saver, saver to dinner, who would you invite? Mine is Taylor Swift. This is such a hard question when you don't go in already knowing the answer. <laughs> I feel so mine is Taylor Swift as well, especially because she's on the brain. 
at the moment, but I feel mm. like I need a more a different one. Okay, I wouldn't hate Taylor Swift. She's definitely up there, but I think mine would be Casey Musgraves because she oh. is who I am trying to be in my life. <laughs> That's a good one. I, I think I just have to say Taylor. More self-aware people are choosing Oprah, Obama, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We're <laughs> like Taylor Swift and Casey Musgraves. I have all of eternity to spend with Jesus. I don't need him to come to Earth for one dinner. <laughs> I don't want to waste his time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're all obsessed with Taylor Swift. I've literally been talking about this topic of an episode for months. It was like one of the first things that popped into my head. And I was like, we must have someone on and we must just dedicate a whole episode to Taylor Swift because she's a poet. And my recent obsession with her has become so strong. So I'm really glad we're doing this, you guys. I am too. I'm glad you finally have had me on the podcast. I've been waiting. Every week, every Monday morning, she wakes up and thinks this is the week they're going to text me to be a guest. I wake up <laughs> just late every morning, just waiting <laughs> for that text. You're also an avid listener, aren't you, Allie? I am. I feel as though I've been slacking a little bit just the past few weeks, but I do listen. <laughs> I love listening. And I think I blame my phone because my battery dies so quick and I can't do it in the car. Oh, yeah. Everyone has that one friend whose phone is just always dying and that is Allie for us. Like, her phone is always on the brink of dying <laughs> well one thing we'll never die is our love for taylor so let's jump into it what are some of the life lessons that taylor's lyrics have taught you guys that you think about or that you take with you throughout your days i threw a bunch of files in my head i know i'm just gonna sit on that for a second i have one that i just oh. put in words two seconds ago but i think especially after the lover album and after some of the songs on the evermore album a big takeaway that I have is that if I don't feel the way Taylor Swift describes the love in her songs, if I don't feel that way towards someone, then he's just like not the right one. That is That's good. Like, is the person you're with tolerating you and like tolerating your love? Or are they really, truly appreciating you? And do you feel like there's this cosmic connection of this invisible string tying you guys together? Like, Abby, you must listen to more in love the second we hang up. Because if I don't feel the way about a guy as that song yeah. specifically... That's a deal breaker. Yeah. Wow. She's really setting the bar high with the way she describes the feeling of love. Like, although she's had a lot of breakups and that's like a big reason that people love to hate her. Think about how many times she's fallen in love and how exciting that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can just hear how much love she has in Lover. It's just so fun mm-hmm. and happy and peppy. And the falling in love in the honeymoon phase is arguably like one of the funnest parts of it all. So imagine getting to do that like over and over again. Like you don't. Like, sometimes it's good to just, like, have a one and done, like, find your person right away. But another plus side is if you get to fall in love with a bunch of different people, that's so fun. That's true. Good outlook. Wait, I'm sorry. I feel like I can't really think of, like, one, like, think back to a specific song to Mm -hmm. give me, like, a life lesson. But can I, like, talk about just her? I feel like just with all, like, the scrutiny she's received and, like, all the hate and, like, everything, I feel like she was, like, like, she could have easily just gone down this path and become, like, a very, like, hateful, bitter human just because of, like, I feel like what the media and the world has done with her, just, like, how Mm -hmm. they portrayed her. But I love how she's turned it out for benefit, like, did a song about it, you know, made money, made millions. She really owns it. Like, she yeah. owns her highs, and she owns her lows, and she really still does. somehow and she herself. stays so true to herself and, like, who she mm-hmm. is. One song that I just thought of that's impacted me is a huge throwback to the beginning of the episode and the beginning of her career, the Tim McGraw song. She's like, when you think Tim McGraw, I hope you think of me. And sometimes I think about that in, like, my love affairs that I'll have throughout my life or that I have had or, like, in high school or whatever, like, 
obviously we're not going to be in each other's lives anymore, but maybe there is like one song or one music artist that you guys listen to together or like one shade of blue that like reminds you or that reminds them of me. And I think maybe that's me romanticizing life like I always do, but I think there's some beauty in that aspect. And it's like, maybe we aren't just in this world to like come in and out of each other's lives so abruptly. Like we take little pieces of each other as we go. And I think that's another thing that Taylor Swift has taught me. (laughs) I feel like that type the long live. What's that line where she's like, tell your kids about like the memories oh, yeah. or something? The memories you made and stuff. Yeah, I feel like that ties back with that. Is, the, is there, that was oddly specific, Abby, is there a shade of blue that you think someone associates with you? No, but I vividly remember <laughs> in high school, um, highly doubt he listens by any means, but the boy that I was in love with in high school that I dated for three years, like it was just your total stereotypical young high school love. Yeah. Like, so head over heels and like so over the top but we were actually really mature about it at the end because we kind of both knew it was coming to an end like it wasn't going to be a forever love but it was like beautiful for what it was and we had a conversation once that was like you always remember your first love and like one day we might tell each our kids about each other and like the moment that we had in high school and it was really tender something out of like a coming of age movie the Taylor Swift song I swear to god (laughs) so true there are so many things that you take whether it's from someone you used to date and then you broke up or a friend you had and there was a falling out or just anything there are so many things you probably do from people that were in your life for a short or long amount of time totally yeah like every relationship impacts you in like the littlest of ways at least yeah and another thing is that Taylor throughout her career I think has proved in her song lyrics and in just the way that she leads the life that she lives that you should feel things to the fullest and it's okay to have feelings and it's okay to feel them and to express them too it's really healthy because in her songs you can hear the highs and the extreme lows and the anger and the the elation like you can hear it all and I think that a lot of people close themselves off to feeling the the extreme highs and the extreme lows like they just want to kind of skate by because it's easier that way but that's not you're not getting the full life experience if you do that that was the smoothest transition the line of work I'm in so yeah the podcast line of work I think that was on my 22 life lesson thing for my 22nd birthday back in October but that's something that I think I've talked a lot with you Ali about in the past since like I don't know, eight months or something, just how we <laughs> past like two years, um, how we are meant to feel emotions, the highs, absolutely as much as the lows. We're meant to feel absolutely all of it and to like ride it out. You shouldn't have to rush through the lows. Yeah. Yeah, they're there for a reason. And the lows are what makes you appreciate the highs. Like how are you even supposed to know how great just a normal day is if you don't have a low yeah. feeling and if you don't allow yourself to fully feel everything. I feel like if every day was a constant high, day in, day out, then it'd just be like a I feel like that'd become a low. That would yeah, become the new were, low. Yeah, it's plateau. I cry now, right, Allie? <laughs> I know, all the time. I'm so proud. I used proud. to never shed a single tear. Baby's first cry. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'd cry if I met her. I think you guys would. I don't know that I would specifically because she's not like my idol. But I think my you guys would just from being overwhelmed with emotion. Like you wouldn't Why need to. Why haven't written a book yet? <laughs> she should just write a poetry book of all the lyrics that she's never put in songs. I was watching an interview with her and she was like, I think I would have taught like English or something if I hadn't become a singer. She said that? Did she go to school, like, online or anything, like, college? I don't think she went to college at all. I don't know. Are you someone who's always been super emotional? Yes. 
I feel like ever since I was little, I've always been super emotional. Like, I feel like I feel things deeply. It's, like, honest. It was, like, hard growing up sometimes and just, like, dealing with stuff because I felt like I felt things so deeply. And I also feel like I'm, I could be, like, a worrier sometimes, especially when I was little. Like, I would just, like, worry and feel such strong emotions. And, I don't know, it was, like, hard. But I feel like I've managed. Now I'm, like, grateful. And I love me a good cry. So... I feel like it's like a release, sweet release. It is the sweetest, most cathartic release. Sometimes I'll watch a movie I know is going to make me cry just because I want I want to. Yes. Abby, yeah. Abby and I, we watched Clouds over the weekend. Oh, my God. We were watching it the first hour and a half. We were like, okay, this is sad. We were crying the whole time. We were like, I don't really get it yet. Like, maybe we'll cry a little at the end. And then the last 10 minutes, I look at her and... <laughs> We can't even talk, and it's the choking sobs. There's just so much emotion for the last ten minutes, and I can't even talk. I think I was wearing like a was I wearing like a turtleneck or something? Like, it's soaking wet. <laughs> That's so funny. Maybe I should go watch it alone. How emo would that be? No, do it. Me and Ali kept like wanting to do it, and we kept forgetting. And then finally, we did, and we it was just one time. But I feel like it like wasn't the time. Like we weren't ready to cry or something. We were like tired, and we just didn't have it in yeah, us. But you know, we just are craving a good cry. Allie, for how emotional and how deeply you feel things that you claim to be, I truly have, n- I don't know if I've ever seen you cry or it's so rare. Like, I feel like you always do it alone in your car or like when you're at your house and I just happen to not be there or something. Yeah, no, I feel like I feel things very deeply, but I don't really show them. Mm-hmm. I don't really have an issue with like talking about it after the fact, but I don't like to like fully cry around most people. I have a few funny instances. Very the time junior year when Allie would walk in to her apartment with sunglasses on at nighttime <laughs> because she had been crying in her car. Also, sometimes there were times like maybe senior year when I would park in the garage down the stairs and sit in my car and just cry and listen to music oh my God. Um, such a safe place for crying Ugh. there was one time I remember sitting in the very back row of the class in college and crying in the back row and the lights were off because she was getting impre- someone was getting a presentation I remember crying that was good oh one of the greatest lessons that when I hit 30 mark my words circle back to me one of the greatest lessons I'm gonna have learned in my 20s is that it's okay to cry I love that for you Ashley I'm really proud of you me too Some- it's such an important milestone to like it really understand. Is. Like Ashley, yeah. when I first met you freshman year, like you didn't you like never cry? Like you couldn't like remember. The I movie. would be like, oh, like maybe I'm sad. Yeah, but I would literally never cry. I cried like once a year. It would take an act of God to get me to cry. And now, switched inside you totally. And now I would literally come home and be like, oh my gosh, Ali Day was a good day, and I would start crying. <laughs> Or, like, the tiniest thing would stress me out, and I would start crying. And I still do that. I called you, like, a month ago. No, maybe, like, two months ago. I've been in a good headspace lately. I called you, like, two months ago. You're like, are you crying? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like I'm a grown-up now. I know. You've really matured. I feel like when you're able to show emotions and, like, feel them and, like, not bury them, I feel like that's, like, a sign of growing up and maturity. I won't cry around, like, literally everyone. I like crying to you a lot. Um, it depends on my mood from my parents. <laughs> I like, like, I have my, my mom is my number yeah. one, you know, cry, cry buddy. Cry, yeah, cry buddy. I'll just sit there. And she, like, never cries, too. This is just me. And then I feel like you feel safe crying around you. It's good. 
Yeah, we both. There was one time when we were on a party bus, and <laughs> we were on a party bus going home from bars with a bunch of friends. And I remember Ali was just on my shoulder crying so much, and people like Abby were up dancing on the stripper pool, and Ali was just on my shoulder crying. And I remember patting your head, or I think we're both drunk. I remember patting your head and like talking to you, and then I would turn to the person next to me and like talk about the night out, and <laughs> I would turn back to you. It was so comforting. He has a video of it and like Abby's like yeah. in the first shot and she's like dancing on the pole and then it goes to me just sobbing on your shoulder. You are crying so hard and you are either hugging someone or you don't have a blanket and there are tears on it. Oh, yes. Or like your pillow and it gets soaking wet. Oh, the best. <laughs> Sometimes when I cry really hard, my dad will hug me and then I'll like remove my body from his body and my tears and my mascara oh, yeah. will be up on his shoulder yeah <laughs> and also let's say you're crying at night and then you go to sleep after oh, oh. oh i might God. watch a sad movie tonight just to egg something okay. on you wake up <laughs> and your eyes are all swollen in the morning it's like a drug for me i feel giddy thinking about that <laughs> okay ali next time we're hanging out we have to watch that older movie with meryl streep abby the one that you cried five different times and oh. you're snapchatting me what's i one? was heaving Heaving, called- sobbing, shaking, all of the things. It's called one true thing. Were you really? Okay. I'm my most down when I'm crying in the shower. Okay, let's talk about our favorite place to cry. Mine, personally, I'd say would be in my car. Maybe when I'm, like, on the freeway, listening to Taylor Swift <laughs> or something. It's not safe. <laughs> I really like to put on really, really sad music when I'm feeling like I'm going to cry. I think I just like to curl up on a couch or a bed like a cat. If I want to cry for the fun of it, like a movie on the couch, if I want crying because I feel sorry for myself, I'd like to be in my car parked. I don't mind crying on the phone with you. That makes me feel better. Um, but the car is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Crying in the car on the phone with you, the best. Oh, yes. yes. With Taylor Swift in the background. Doesn't yeah. better. Holy Trinity. I feel like we sound like psychotic i've grown a lot i love it i know i'm gonna be hysterical absolutely unconsolable at your guys's weddings god forbid i have to give a speech oh Oh my god God. yeah it's gonna i'm gonna be a wreck god forbid i'm a little bit tipsy giving a speech forget it don't let me give one yeah (laughs) i can totally picture the exact crying face that you will also have ash when you're giving Mm -hmm. it because it's like so many emotions of like feeling happy and it's like so yeah. bittersweet. I'm probably laughing too. You're gonna do that um, thing where you get like the really high pitched voice and kind of yeah when I'm crying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really don't want to cry at my wedding because imagine how much effort goes into like getting your hair and makeup done and how you, I just like don't want my face to be all blotchy and like mess up my makeup. Like that sucks, you know. I'm gonna read my vows to you guys out loud a million times so I have no emotion on the day. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm like I'm reading a grocery list by the time I get to the altar. What the hell? I'm gonna have one of you guys read my vows for me. <laughs> I'm like, a, you have like a little microphone in your ear, and I'm like feeding you the lines. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, remember, I could barely get through the graduation speech. That was hard. That was the most yeah. emotional day. Remember, like at the end. Is like 7.30 p.m. or something, and we all had that, you know, cry at night feeling where you just, like, exhaust and want to go to bed. The best yeah. of feeling. Yeah, like, I remember I had, like, a blaring headache. Oh. Yeah, that was, like, the most emotion-filled day we've ever had. Yeah. night that we were moving out. Oh, my God. I remember you, like, came into my bed, and you were, like, hysterical. And then I think I was, like, so exhausted. I felt numb. 
All right, everyone. I want to kind of dive back in Taylor Swift before we hit Evermore. When do you guys remember listening to your first Taylor Swift song? <laughs> were you obsessed when you were kids? Oh, yeah. Let's do it chronologically. As yeah. she's born, this conversation will grow. I feel like I – I mean, when did she even get famous? Was it like when we were in middle school? Lower school? Well, younger. No, it was more elementary because I remember being so young and hearing her on the radio. Oh, really? I'm going to look it up. It's all blur. I'm – crazy you guys I remember it's so exciting when you hear like young people making it like when we were in early college Khalid was making it and Lord was 19 when she made it so it's like when teenagers just really blow up I'm here for it same with like Billie Eilish and I remember like I feel like Taylor Swift was one of those first 16 17 year olds to just absolutely take over the music industry Mm-hmm. And it was so cool. I, I too remember being young. I don't know how young I was, but looking up to her. And then she had a cool like story because she didn't she like knock on all the doors and like drop off her little CD in Nashville with her mom, like so pure. I know, so innocent and wholesome. So I have some confirmation of what year. First of all, if you were a real fan, one of her songs is called 15 Abby. Look it up. Second, <laughs> it was not 17. Second, Tim McGraw, the song came out in 2006. Oh my gosh! We're oh eight years old. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember so to it. I heard it like in the car or something. That's crazy. I thought "Teardrops on My Guitar" was her first song. That I, when I think about like my earliest Taylor Swift memory, it's "Teardrops on My Guitar." I also yeah. think of our song as an early one for me. Oh yeah. Like I remember singing that with my friends. Yeah. In like middle school, maybe or like ten years old or something. Yeah. I remember walking to and fro from the barn and listening to the song Fifteen. That is such a vibe, Abby. I'm jealous. I never got to experience that. Allie, come see my barn in real life. You are welcome anytime. No, it's not too late. <laughs> but you know what's kind of true is like in that song, she's like, "If you're fifteen and someone tells you they love you, you're gonna believe them." I feel like we're always gonna believe them, no? No matter like how cynical and old we get. I don't know. I don't know. I think more of a like an innocent, naive belief. Yeah. Yes, for sure. <clears throat> I hope that we never don't have to believe. Oh, that was tender. Yeah. We'll see. Time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're still innocent naive right now. We're if quick. someone told me they love me after a month of dating, maybe like, heck yeah, you do. Like, why wouldn't you? <laughs> I don't think I could say it back, but I'd say, of course you do. <laughs> a conversation for another time. <laughs> So were those released as singles? Like, can someone talk about the chronology yeah. of her albums? Because I think Fearless and then Speak Now, right? I know. I need, like, a timeline in front of me. Deep dive into um. Because I also remember I had Fearless on CD in my 1992 Jeep Wrangler in high school. Yeah, like, my radio was really old and kind of fuzzy. And so I had, like, two CDs in my car. Because I was like, I'm not going to buy CDs, like, in high school. Like, who's doing that these days? Mm-hmm. But I had to somehow. Don't know how I acquired it. But I would always listen to it driving around my small town, and it was really vibey. That is such a That's vibe. That's beautiful, Abby. I wish I had that memory. So back in, what, like the fall of 2019, so like the first I think so. year, year, we bought the tickets, Ashley and I, to Taylor Swift's Lover tour, or Lover, whatever it was called, festival. And then we were so excited, but we were, like, kept making jokes about it, just saying that this was our only post-grad plans, because we were both, like, had no job outlooks or anything. And then that, obviously, did not come to fruition either, much like everything else. Sadly, <laughs> we're still holding out hope for 2021 or 2022, or so on. We'll see. And I remember we're in June, still- it- 
And June, when it officially got canceled, I was like, those are still my only post-grad plans, and now those are gone. So I've got nothing. <laughs> my only graduate plans were stagecoach, so we were all in the same boat. We had all this, like, entertainment plans. Yeah, and we and just- have all this money just in those – in stagecoach and Taylor Swift. Like, if we took that money out and, like, got our money back, I'd be rich. It's like a thousand bucks, I think, totaled up. I've got a little bit of a rundown for you. So her first album was called Taylor Swift. And some highlights were Tim McGraw, Picture to Burn, Teardrops on My Guitar, um, Should Have Said No, mm. Our Song. Oh, my gosh. Should Have Said No really strikes uh-huh. a chord with me. Classic. Yeah, those were some highlights. Mary's Song, a lot of people like that. Some people don't. That makes me feel something. Just that list. Yeah. Guys, yesterday when I was driving to work, I was listening to Our Song, and I was singing aloud, very loudly in the car, as most people do. And I was trying to match her little southern twang. Yeah, the accent. <laughs> And it's like she clearly doesn't have an accent. So like back then you could tell she was really pushing it to try to sound like it was country in that genre at all. But I feel like I definitely like her more in the pop realm. Those are those old songs though are just so nostalgic. Okay. The next album was Fearless. Fearless, 15, Love Story, Hey Steven. God, there's so many. You belong with me forever and always. I was just telling Allie the other week how I'm recently obsessed again with Forever and Always. It is such a good song. So powerful. Everyone listened to it alone in the car. Oh, The Best Day makes me cry. Oh my gosh. I can't. The best day with you today. Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah. I already feel too. It's adorable. I remember being 16 and like so in love. And that's probably just like how she felt in all of those songs. And I want to go back to that innocence so badly. So much emotion in every single one. Who's Uh, talking about? Do we know? Steven? Yeah, I know. I saw a TikTok about it. Someone was like, I went to high school with her. This is the Stevens that were in our school or something. So oh, it's really? one of them. Yeah. Um, and then also, I was telling another friend this. We have, I feel like we've grown up with Taylor Swift. Her lyrics were about like that type of stuff. And now it's so much emotion. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to get married. Then I can really relate to it. Cute. Okay, so and then after the- that, was it Red or 1989? No, you're getting ahead of yourself again. Speak now. <laughs> oh my gosh (laughs) she had mine sparks fly i used to be obsessed with dear john oh dear john heartbreaking i adore john mayer but something's holding me back because of all of that that one is emotional i love when they're about other celebrities like how dear john's about john mayer and all too well is about jake gyllenhaal like i love finding out those facts it makes it Mm -hmm. so much better isn't like back to december about taylor lautner is it i don't know oh I hope I'm not wrong, but I'm pretty sure. We'll fact check it for you. Yeah. A story of us, Never Grow Up Breaks My Heart. Um, Enchanted is good. Better Than Revenge. This one slaps, actually. Last Kiss. The story of us gets me so riled. It makes me want to, like, jump on a mattress and, like, punch my hands in the air. I was good on the treadmill today, actually. (laughs) Do you remember at our graduation ceremony, Long Live, me and India played that at the end for you guys? Oh, my gosh. I used to hear that all the time in high school, and I would just get, like, emotional about graduating high school i don't know why so pure it was just like a big life moment that you'll never get back like no matter if you had a good or bad high school experience like high school is over like it comes to an end at some point or tell your kids all the memories we made god it wrecks me oh my gosh yes oh before the next album a little fun fact the song at the end of the hannah montana movie where she's performing at the festival and it's something about going home i don't remember i've always been obsessed with that song she taylor swift wrote it that's why i'm obsessed with it Mm. not surprised You'll always find your way back home, that one. Yeah. 
I, I hope I don't always find my way back home, but you know what? There's still some sentiment there. It's not maybe home for you isn't like a place. Yeah, maybe it's probably home. Person. It's probably you guys. I was about to say maybe home is me and Allie. You guys feel like home. I hope you find your way back home then. Yeah, I you hope I find like your home. way back to Southern California into your arms. Please do. I die. Waiting for the day. Okay, next is one of my personal favorites is red. Obviously it gets at us with things like feeling 22 song is that yeah, yeah, yeah 22 all too well we are never ever getting back together the oh, last God. time the last time is underrated the lucky one is underrated everything has changed with ed sharon oh my god, oh my god. that one gets me and that music video have you seen that oh yeah it's Not in so wholesome and precious the moment i knew gets me yeah, that one is. We can take a second to discuss all too well. <laughs> Set aside a whole podcast episode for that one song. Oh a whole new podcast itself. <laughs> I vividly remember listening to the Red album because, like, all her songs were top charted on the radio, and this was like back in the days when we would still sometimes listen to the radio instead of always use aux cord or the Bluetooth. And I feel like I just have so many high school memories in the car, and Taylor Swift is just a part of all of them in the background. And I also think this is the time when a strong group of hatred came out for her. It was, like, cool, especially for guys, I feel like, to hate on Taylor Swift or just think her music sucks because it started to get really poppy around this time. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I again, was just very neutral, but yeah, I remember a lot, a lot of haters, haters during that time. It doesn't deserve an ounce of it. I know. Oh my gosh, like, Red was released in 2012. There was a period where she was releasing like an album every year or something. Was it like three in a year? If you... It was, something was absurd about it. Yeah. She probably needed a break. <laughs> probably. But um, I had a high school friend like two, maybe a year ago. And she was like, why are you so obsessed with All Too Well? Why do we have to listen to it every time we're in the car for a long time? Why do you <laughs> why do you hate that I hate it? And then she actually listened to it. She's like, fine, I'll like, look up the lyrics and listen at the same time. She's like, oh my God, this is the best song that's ever graced the face of the earth. It's so, it's so good. It's literally like a movie. The scarf, mm-hmm. the sister, the glasses in a twin size bed, the only real thing that was Think- real that you ever lost or loved or whatever that line is. Thinking that your future was me gets me. Oh, that line, Ash. That gets mm-hmm. me. Also, casually cool in the name of being honest. Ugh. Oh my gosh. Ugh. Also, the I want to be myself again, but I'm still trying to find it. Come on. Such a poet. <laughs> Do you guys think other people help her write her lyrics? Because like she writes all her songs, right? I doubt it. I think it's a You don't know anyone else? Me and Ali, we shook our heads immediately. <laughs> it's all from her. My God. 100%. I can't imagine the amount of unwritten or like half finished songs she probably has. Yeah, remember like the thing where they say that All Too Well's originally like a 10 minute thing? Yeah. Got cut down. Allie's like, All Too Well's already five minutes and 27 seconds. <laughs> Not enough. I'm hoping that she releases it. And this is a whole other conversation for later, but the whole thing with her songs and her rights. But I'm hoping she releases a long version of All Too Well when she re-records her music. She should. Oh my God. I was thinking the same thing. Like, there's probably so many different versions of a lot of older songs that we could get, like, revamped or new new verses. Like, how exciting. Yeah. yeah. Someone needs to make a movie out of All Too Well. And I think maybe that's why Jake Gyllenhaal, my favorite actor, does not deserve to win any awards. God is punishing him for whatever he did to deserve that song. For the hurt he caused. I would love to be a fly on the wall to know exactly how that conversation went down. Like, that's got a, that left such a mark. Like, I want to know what was yeah. said. 
in a way though it's almost as if we should thank him because he like gave us this masterpiece yes Allie good the song you know that is the right viewpoint how blessed are we with that logic we should thank every man who's broken any musical artist's heart or woman who's broken a guy's heart because we get the good sad okay the next album is I believe 1989 yes it is some highlights like blank space style Shake It Off, I Wish You Would is so good. Wildest Dreams, such a good music video. Mm-hmm. How You Get the Girls. Do you guys not picture teachers, like high school teachers, dancing in the gymnasium to shake it off? Because I do. <laughs> from <laughs> from pep rallies. Oddly specific. You Are In Love is possibly one of her most underrated songs, in my opinion. Oh, so cute. I'm such a fake modesty. I don't know that one. I know, we're calling you. We're seeing right through you. This was also a time period where I feel like everyone was hating on her or loving her. Yeah, yeah because that's when she fully became such a pop artist. Like, I feel like before this, people were kind of like, is she country? Is she pop? Like, what's she trying to do? And I feel like she really paved, paved the way for artists to really transcend genres. Like, I don't think a lot of people were skipping around as much as her. Yeah, it was very unheard of, I feel like, at the time. She was skipping around so much, yet she could do them all so beautifully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and think about how many bops and how many chart toppers were just coming out of this content that she was pumping. Like, it's insane. It's actually absurd when you think about it. That she's not just writing the lyrics, but the music, too. Like and the music videos that were coming out. And how she was like, and I'm a blank space baby and I'll write your name. And a star, star-crossed lovers. And everyone thought she said Starbucks lovers. And, like, that became viral. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. yeah. Two absolute works of art for me are the Wildest Dreams music video and the Blank Space music video. They are so theatrical, so nicely done. Mm-hmm. But Abby, you really have to go listen to You Are In Love. You'll really good. Maybe I'll do that right after this. I'll get you in your field. Pause and do it right now. I gotta go listen. <laughs> <laughs> There's one part in it where she's talking about how he wakes up and looks at her and she just knows that he's in love. Oh, oh my gosh. This one, a ton of controversy behind it, which you Reputation. don't need to yeah dip into that it's really good and I didn't realize it I mean I knew it in the moment but I recently listened to the entire thing when I was in the car for a long time it slaps it's so good it was like a gradual love affair for me it took me a while to get there because at first first listen I like was not a fan but then I remember we were abroad when it came out and I would just listen to it like all the time after that just on trips and stuff and then I fell in love. Oh, yeah. Good. I got confused about people's love for her because look what you made me do. Like, I think when it first came out, like how a lot of music first comes out and people just hate on it until they grow to love it. Mm -hmm. I also was like, this is so weird. Like, what is this crap that she's giving us now when I'm like used to her other lovey-dovey stuff? But now that I am older and I look back, I'm like, what a power move to come out with that album and to say all the things she did. Like, I really respect it now. I don't necessarily love the songs, but I have a lot of respect for it. I agree. That was a good point. Allie about abroad. I just remembered a bunch of these songs are on my airport playlist because I was always in airports. New Year's Day is so sentimental to me. That one's on this album. I just realized I didn't listen to it on New Year's Day. I listened to it. I think on not on New Year's Day, but on the drive home from your house. Why didn't you? Oh, okay. I, I didn't remember in the moment. I'm sorry. I remember when I was queuing up music. And who um, Ed Game or End Game is so good. Um, Delicate, Getaway Car, King of My Heart. So, okay, in this little description that I'm reading on this, it said that she took a three-year wait between albums and a solid year where literally nobody saw or heard her. 
in between the last album and Reputation. That was right after the Kanye controversy, which is arguably yeah. the biggest controversy of her career. Yeah. And do you remember recent or like after that when something came out and like the maybe like the full recording and everyone was like, oh, Taylor Swift was right the whole time? Yes. Yes. Her liberation. I feel awful for everything she went through. I feel horrible that there was nothing we could do to stop it. There's a lot of celebrities out there that I'm sure get death threats by the day here and there. Like people, cancel culture is at an all-time high, but I feel like Taylor Swift was like the original person where it was like fun to cancel her. Like, do you remember how intensely people hated her? Like it was absurd. People love to hate her. It's sad. It's so interesting with her. Not so much these days, but like back in this time, you either hated her outwardly or you passionately loved her yeah there was no passive fans there was no in between it was like one way or the other i felt passive <laughs> okay <laughs> i started writing at 17 when her song was called 15 15 I, never said, I said like she was 17 ish years old not that the song was called 17 i know the song's called 15 i love that song no i oh i thought you meant that you thought she was started writing no. at some remember for our talent show that we had last year I decided at India's ins- literal insistence to play a guitar song. And I remember um, sitting in, I think, my bedroom practicing after school between the talent show. And I was like, I feel like a 15-year-old Taylor Swift struggling to get. There were some teardrops to fall onto your guitar and you were set. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people love to shit on this album, but it's in my top three is lover how many years between reputation and lover i feel like a whole lifetime went by she released lover in august of 2019 so right before senior year started reputation in november of 27 i feel like just so much happened in our personal lives in college that felt like five full years between we grew some i feel like reputation and lover are like siblings who are just the polar opposites like one's like emo and goth and dark and the others you know like happy optimistic loves life Allie good analysis thank you Allie that was beautiful can someone please explain to me so after the reputation album she probably continued to get hate or whatever but then did she go off the grid again and then fall in love with a man who's British like is that the deal can someone explain I think she fell in love with that man was it? It must have been after Reputation, or maybe during. But then Lover's all about like him, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah. Because that was in her documentary, right? About how she was like off in the woods and like was so freaking off the grid and like did not talk to anyone and was just like so in love with this guy. And that's how Lover was born. Yeah. Also, obviously, the songs on here like Cornelia Street, <clears throat> London Boy paper rings she's just so in love in this album paper rings is so cute uh-huh. it is so are you kidding cute. me lover um itself like the song yeah. soon you'll get better i almost can't listen to oh that's, oh, that's cool. about her mom yeah the first two about her mom having cancer the first two times i listened to it i like shed a tear <laughs> yeah it's really sad I, the only bone i had to pick with this album is me which i honestly do i hate I, and, you need to yeah, and why does she always release her singles as like the worst ones like me sucked and yeah. like i'm sorry like it didn't suck i just i can't stand it <laughs> the part where she's like like read what, do you remember i can't remember exactly she's like reading it or like spelling it out spelling yeah is fun. oh my gosh that makes me want to die it makes and me cry what who who is he what um band does he sing for Panic the the guy the oh yeah i 
I'm sure he's like talented musically, whatever, but his voice also just like strikes a weird chord with me. Like I just didn't like their voices together. I didn't like anything about it. It was all weird. Um, a couple other absolute hits from Lover is The Man. Oh, I think he knows I really love. Oh, I love that oh. one so much. I just remember listening to Lover all the time when we'd be getting ready, or I used to listen to it pretty much every day on the way to school. <laughs> there are such good memories attached to it. It's also popular. Most strongly was India and I driving around in her convertible bug listening to it a lot because I think mm-hmm. India being her roommate really sparked my interest my re-interest in Taylor Swift because I loved the old Taylor Swift and then there was like a hiatus of time where I was like not a hater but I was like I don't really get it and then Lover came out and India and I were just listening to it driving around the beach and it was just such a vibe and I re-fell in love with her yeah yeah Allie I remember listening to it obsessively anytime we were in the car together yes it's like the only thing that would go in our ears. We listened to it on the way to our road trip. Remember our like four-hour road trip camping? We listened to Lover like the whole oh way. God. It's like the only thing that we would accept if we were in the car together. Yeah, nothing else. Speaking of only listening to her, she has been my number one Spotify artist for probably as long as I can remember every wrap-up. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. You're such a loyal fan over the years. I know. I know. Um, One of my friends here... Madison she was like I know every time I look on Spotify on my computer she's like you're always listening to Taylor Swift on the sidebar you're like and as you should be okay Uh, so next is our favorite one of our favorites next are the is the debate of the century which we'll go ahead and put well actually why don't we do like a bracket on our story Abby of all the Taylor Swift songs people can vote on it um but before we dive into these two everyone say do you prefer folklore or evermore I feel like we are we is this for the thing yeah yeah, the podcast, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, it mean, must go on. I don't know if you're like, <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. For that little thing you guys got going. <laughs> okay, folklore everywhere. I'm going to leave that. I feel as though folklore came to me at this time when I needed it. I don't know if it's just like the fact that she surprised us with the album. And I was just so out of nowhere, and it just, like, really brought some light into my life. But I feel as though Evermore, it's still too much of a newborn. I'm not connected enough. I need to keep listening, and it's like a gradual love affair. It's like when your family gets a new puppy, and you're kind of, like, hesitant because it's kind of just there. Yeah. I like the old puppy. He's fine. Yeah. But I like... I know I'll love the new puppy, too. It's going to take some yeah. time for me to, like, fully get acquainted. I can totally see that, but... I think I'm the opposite because when Folklore came out, I want to make a little side note that Taylor Swift is really good at reinventing herself. Like she is transcending genres like we have been saying. And I think I just was not prepared. Like when I first heard that Taylor Swift was coming out with a new album, I thought it was going to be like lover vibes again. And I got really excited. And then when it was all depressing, I was like, wait, what is this depressing music? And then I realized we are all in a depressing year, so it's very fitting. And so it took me a while to kind of warm up to the idea of like a really, really slow, moody Taylor Swift album. But then once I like got warmed up to it, I started to really love songs, specifically Mirrorball. I love that mm-hmm. song so much. Invisible String, the words in that one like really give me hope that I have some invisible string to like some human being out there and we're going to fall in love one day. <laughs> But after I warmed up to it, I think that really set the stage for me to fall in love with Evermore. Like, in the can't stop listening to it. I think I pick Evermore over folklore. Like, I listen to it uh-huh. an obsessive amount, like, all the freaking time. It's I know all the words to all the songs. I knew them in, like, two days. It was, like, absurd. 
Wow. I like Evermore more, but it's more of an emotional thing for me because I feel like I remember I was really down or something in life, so down, and I like cried on the phone alley, and the next morning you text me, and you're like, here's something to make you feel better, folklore, she just came out with a new album, surprise, and I was listening to it, and in the first like two weeks, I was like, you know what, this is just so much emotion, raw, raw emotion, and it was just a lot for me to take in. That being said, Maribel, I'm obsessed with. I think it sounds fun and glittery. I just like the sound of it. Yeah. The Last Great American Dynasty, I think is super fun. I picture a movie in my head when I listen to it. And then Invisible String, I think is so sweet. I'm not sure how to work that idea into my wedding or something. It's just like such a tender idea. It's a good, it has some like good lines for the vows. I think you're like totally. an idea of the invisible string. And also it kind of, I, with that, I think not just an invisible string tying you to like your husband or significant other, but tying you to like your life and your friends that you're going to make and like things that are going to happen to you. It's just like tender idea. Yeah, totally. It is so good. And I also really but, like her collaboration with Bon Iver, Bon Iver, however you say that, which also I just realized it's the name of the band and not the lead singer. What the heck? Yeah. Like so confusing. There's nine people in the band. <laughs> it's absurd. I saw a TikTok about it and I was absolutely shook. I thought that was the lead singer's name. That is a single man. No, no it's, it's like, like a band. Interesting. Taylor's vibe and his voice, their voice, however, <laughs> however we refer to Boney Bear. They're them together was magic. Absolute magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is like a really, I don't know. I like this album a lot. I think I need to give it another chance. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you're in a better place now mentally. Maybe like go through a deep dive. I don't know, Allie. Give me another two weeks and I can bounce the other direction again. <laughs> oh, we'll see. <laughs> you guys, I also think I'm lucky listening to Evermore and Folklore because I'm in the Pacific Northwest and it's totally. super outside it's and it's so bright and there's all these trees everywhere and I just feel like I'm in the songs like the songs are my life yeah. <laughs> the album covers are where you live I was telling Ali about this TikTok I saw and it was this guy and he was it was him and he had went out to some lake and was kayaking alone and it was like sprinkling and he's like I came out here today to listen to this for the first time to catch a vibe such a vibe I'm sure he caught one smart man I'm sure he did I'm all about catching the vibe. Mm -hmm. So Evermore, I feel like I was kind of a brat when it came out because I was like, oh, neat. Another album from Taylor Swift. Of course. Why not another surprise album? I know. Kind of like took it away. Like I feel like with Folklore, when it was a surprise thing, I was so shook. But Evermore, I was just like, oh, like just another day. Just another Taylor surprise. Yeah, it was more expected. Because she'd done it once before. Okay, I'm going to start by saying the one that's, the one song that stands out amongst all the rest, I think, is No Body, No Crime. Because mm-hmm. that one doesn't exactly fit into the mold of the other vibes of the songs. I think it's very, like, Carrie Underwood, vengeful vibes, and I'm wow. here for it. That's the one that sounds, like, kind of country to me. Mm-hmm. What? Um, Sorry. <laughs> good. Um, I have the floor, so if you could just... Um, thank you. <laughs> that was a total... A display of our personalities. I was like, "No, you're good." And you're like, "Allie, I've got. I'm speaking." I no crime. Excuse me, I wasn't done making my commentary. <laughs> but the songs that are upbeat and fun, like Gold Rush and what's another one? Oh, Long Story Short. Gold Rush and Long Story Short. I am obsessed with those. And those ones aren't actually depressing. Like they don't really fit in with the the depressing vibes what do you guys think you're right it's all about headspace because some of these songs are depressing and i'm beyond obsessed with this album it is all about headspace which that's a good lesson to carry on into other aspects of your life headspace is everything headspace ruined aspects of for me and made evermore 
what I listen to every time I step foot in the car. I, like I said, with The Last Great American Dynasty, with literally every song on this album, I picture a movie in my head. We need to get some producers writing some screenplays based off of different songs on this album. When you made the movie in your head comment, I just think of No Body, No Crime. I feel like it's been done. When I yeah. think of No Body, No Crime, I actually think of what was the movie with Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick that just ah. recently... Yeah. Like, oh, it's yes, that that's kind of what I think of when I hear the song. I don't know why. Um, I don't know. Why. I think of Gone Girl. I don't think it's. Mm-hmm. I've never mm-hmm. seen it. <laughs> I. Th- <laughs> <laughs> um, I think of something more from Call Me Crazy, like a '60s housewife time period, or '70s. No, totally, because her name is Esty. I think of the time period of what's that movie with Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio that's not Titanic, Revolutionary Road. That's the time period <laughs> that I think of. A throwback time period. I could see that as well. But Champagne Problems, when this album came out, I remember texting Allie and I was like, Champagne Problems, I think in my head is a close second to All Too Well. It's her little sister that's almost there, but not quite. Yeah, yeah. She's still like blossoming. She's like, okay, measure up, but she's almost. Champagne problems, separate from the song title, means like first world problems. Like, oh, champagne problems. Like, they're just like not actual heavy problems. Like, oh, my socks don't match today, champagne problems. Like, something like that. But in this song specifically, I make the argument that that's not what she's trying to say when she says champagne problems, because being rejected at a wedding proposal is not a champagne problem that's a real huge problem tis the damn season makes me want to run home to the high school boyfriend that i don't have and gold rush i absolutely love the sound of it i think it is so fun all of it dorothea dorothea missing that right yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know if this if i'm interpreting it right but it makes me feel like I feel like it's very comforting. Like It's like you know, the like, friend that she grew up with yeah, that yeah. is always yeah. known for... Yeah, it's like you're always knowing me. Like, like, you can always go back. I, I don't know. I get, like, a very comforting vibe. Innocent from, like, one of her first albums. You know the song Innocent, where it's like you're still an innocent? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the same vibe that I get from this one. But now they're all grown up. Oh, interesting. Interesting take. Wow. Yes. Marjorie really gets me in, like, different Marjorie? ways. Marjorie makes me nostalgic for the relationship with the grandmother that I never had because it's mm-hmm. so pretty and I love like all the lessons and she's like I wish I would have written them written them down because now you're gone and she takes it mm-hmm. for granted and like I feel like a lot of people take their relationship with their grandparents for granted especially when you're like younger you're like oh we have to go to the grandparents house like I don't know but- we're also not officially old yet but I do I kind of feel I don't know Marjorie some sort of tangible thing with like my pa- our parents I don't know it's not like anyone's getting yeah. that old but still. Yeah. Is her is her grandmother French? Why is her name Marjorie? Is that a French name? Yeah. So. I don't know. Some research I need to do later. Um, Cowboy Like Me is probably my least favorite song of the album until recently when I started listening to it over and over again. And now I really like it. But at first mm-hmm. I was like, I don't think this really strikes a chord with me. But the one that really did was Happiness. I was about to bring that one up. Oh. I, the lyrics of that one, it's like, there's happiness. There will be happiness after you, but there was happiness because of you. Mm-hmm. Like, that is exactly how I feel from all of my, like, past relationships. Like, she just put it so perfectly into a song. And I yeah. think I literally shut up here the first time I listened to it because I was like, wow, it's so bittersweet, but, like, it's all beautiful, and, like, we all go through that in life, and it was just, I love that one. The part of happiness that gets me, I don't remember the exact lyrics, but the part where she's talking about how 
she hurt a good guy and he hurt her back and it's just like a mutual falling apart like you guys are both people and it just happened the way it happened i wonder who that one's about or if it's just about everyone in general well i feel like do you think she's still doing with evermore like the telling different stories of different people thing that she did with folklore yeah because i feel like breakups are a pretty universal thing like pretty much everyone unless you're a one and doner like you've been through a breakup of some kind so yeah kind of going along with what you just said abby i feel like every single lyric in most of her songs like maybe not no body no crime but everything else i feel like people like everyone can find something to relate to like no matter your life experience uh, yeah about folklore i think it just hit too hard to home just uh, relating to i don't know all the emotion but i think oh, she wrote relating to the emotion tolerate it oh my gosh mm-hmm. that is so intense and it's so true it's like people so often like me, myself included we like put our significant other on a pedestal we think that they are the pinnacle of everything like they can do no wrong and you feel like when she's like I wait for you by the door like a little kid and my love should be celebrated mm-hmm. tolerated and she's like putting all this effort in like that got me so hard I don't necessarily love listening to that one because that's definitely one of the sadder ones but yeah the mm-hmm. lyrics are insane that one is so heartbreaking to me what the part yeah the part you just said how she just keeps trying basically and it's just like tolerated and not celebrated my god someone factored me on this but I think she wrote champagne problems with her current boyfriend oh that's cool wasn't there yeah, behind the lyrics thing that came out on disney plus that i need to watch yeah i think that was with folklore okay so that was like explaining those songs i want an explanation for evermore too i want it all yeah i want like an in-depth thing for every single album yeah. song. is that too much to ask taylor <laughs> no she is the only celebrity that i think i would cause a scene if i saw her in the wild or if i got for some stroke of luck to go to a meet and greet I feel like in my head, I can't even, I feel like this for most celebrities, but especially her, like I cannot even fathom the fact that she's a real human, that she's like <laughs> existing on this earth among us, Yeah. that I, we could see her in the flesh. That's just, oof, weird. She's like a man. Yeah. I can't fathom if I saw her, if I ran into her, I don't know, in the wild on the street and I, for some reason no one else was paying attention and I could go up to her. I don't even know what I would say. You've grown up with me. I've grown up with you. <laughs> like I don't put it into words in that like few sentences you'll get to say to her. Do you guys think you would cry if you saw her in real life? Like not, I think I get not even like just subconsciously like your body would just be so overwhelmed it would cry. I think either I think I would be in shock, and then once it like started to resonate with me, like after the fact, I think I'd start to cry. I think yeah. if it were angry and I knew it was happening. I would cry, but if it were in the wild, I'd be so in shock. Yes, good point. And, like, think about her doing real person things, like tying her shoe or eating a banana or, like, cleaning her cat's litter box. Like, she probably does those things. Like, no. she's just a regular person. I've been thinking, like, like, she gets sick like us. She can have a horse throat right now. <laughs> I, that was, like, another reason I really like her is because she has cats and she's so unashamedly, like, obsessed with them. I just love yeah. that. Yeah. Anytime I've seen on TikTok someone meeting her, some sort of, like, thing, I don't know. I Yeah, I think to myself, what would I say? What are my two sentences that I'm allowed to have to tell you that will make no impression? What would you say if Taylor Swift is listening to this podcast? Speak to her right now. She, I've literally grown up with her. <laughs> There's all there is to say. She's the greatest writer I've ever read. Yeah, she raised me. Her, Lisa, and Alfred raised me together, the three of them. Um, she is arguably, though, the one of the top writers. Did you see Dolly Parton just said in an interview, Taylor Swift is one of the best lyric writers she's ever known? 
And she's it's a small town girl. And like, look at her now. It's insane. Her it's girl. and also just the sheer amount of music that she's put out yeah. over the course of her career. Like, it, it it truly is insane. Ali, what would you say if she was listening to this right now? I, I feel shy all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know like I don't know I, I'm speechless I feel like I would tell her well I feel like whatever I tell her wouldn't do it justice I just you, maybe that's what you should say whatever I tell you will not do justice yeah, you should just yeah. start yeah. with that and I'll be like I love you my friends love you you've shaped my life more than you know you've given me the soundtrack to my life maybe I'd say that oh that's sweet yeah. I think that's you have it yeah. Um, something. Have you been to one of her concerts yet, Abby? No, I haven't. But maybe okay. I should invest in some tickets with you guys next. Something that I adore about her, even if I wasn't obsessed, but like separately, is that I feel like she's a celebrity that knows she's famous because she has fans, and she fully appreciates that the fact she has fans, and she's not discounting them, and she's like, I am who I am because you guys love me, and I love you for that. Yeah, she's so yeah. humble still. Like, I feel like of all the people in the world, she's one of them that, like, should, like, has every right to not be humble because she's so successful yeah. and she deserves it, but she's so humble. You can tell in her interviews and in her documentaries, the behind-the-scenes stuff, like, she's just so down-to-earth and she, like, owns her quirkiness and just her, mm-hmm. yeah. she's just authentically herself and I, I really admire that because I feel like I can't even imagine being that famous, like, and at that young age, too, like, how that would affect you. Like, oh, my gosh, it's no wonder that all these celebrities, like, fall prey to drugs and alcohol and, like, all the crazy stuff. Like, yeah. how do you not? Like, it's no. crazy. Like, the new Morgan Wallen song, Living the Dream. Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> he's like, this is literally killing me, and, like, this is the life that everyone wants. And he's like, this is so hard. But those lyrics are actually really good. You should listen to it, Allie. Yeah. yeah. And her concerts, how they have thousands upon thousands of people. She makes it feel like it's like a hundred person concert. It's so personal. Yeah. yeah. So moving. I watch her clips on YouTube sometimes of her like speeches that she gives to her mm-hmm. crowds. And it's like, oh my God, like mm-hmm. I, I, my life feels changed. Imagine actually being there with the energy of all the people. Oh, like, gotta go, you guys. I just sent a TikTok to Abby and I was like, I heard the audio on this TikTok and I was like, I need to have the girl on who was saying this. This is so exactly what I want to encapsulate in this podcast. And it was Taylor Swift talking in an interview when I like did some digging. And she was, it was her talking about how your 20s are the time to like be alone and fall in love with yourself and pursue yourself and pursue your friends and pursue like your experiences rather than some guy. But I was like, I must have this girl on, but it was just Taylor Swift. Just Taylor Swift and her profound words yet again. You guys should reach yeah. out. I'm sure she'd be a guest. Maybe we'll hear this whole entire episode of us praising her up and down, like the poet she is. She's the poet laureate of our nation. I don't. Maybe she would. Honestly, now that we've got all of that emotion off of our chest, Allie, more important things. Throw us some book recs or podcast recs. What are you listening to? What are you up to? What are you reading these days? This is one of my favorite questions. Oh, so I'm reading this really interesting book. It's called. This time next year. Oh, oh my gosh, what a coincidence. That's actually going to be our book club for January month pick. Are you serious? I had no yeah. idea. No way. <laughs> it's almost like she's our best friend and knows all the details of this podcast. It's not like we all plan to read it together, and Ashley's been reading it a lot to me every time she's come over. Are you jealous, Abby? I'm so jealous. I remember being read to aloud. I miss it. 
But I've been reading that. I've honestly been slacking in all departments, but I will say, can I give a hobby recommendation? Oh, yeah. totally, yes. <laughs> Ashley, you might know what I'm going to say, but I recommend doing paint by numbers. Ashley and I got one like three weeks ago, maybe, and it was, it's been like the funnest thing. We thought it'd take like a whole night to complete, but it's been like three weeks. And, and I'm still not done. Yeah, I'm like just barely finishing. I still have a few more little sections to do. But it is so fun and satisfying, and it's, like, nice because you get to paint this thing, but you have to, like, think about all the details and what you're going to create. You just kind of fill in spaces. And you light a candle on TV. That one's really calming and, like, really therapeutic. It really is. I don't mean to point any fingers or name any names, but ever since me and Allie did Paint by Numbers, I see everyone and their mother posting it on their Instagram stories that they're doing Paint by Numbers. Oh, my God. Look at the trendsetters. You might even call us an influencer yeah use code michaels 2020 or 2021 for <laughs> discounted paint by number sets <laughs> then one night we started it our old saturday nights used to be staying out till three in the morning someone throwing up the next morning our new saturday nights were one only one glass of champagne and a paint by numbers <laughs> a single glass so postgrad yeah all right ali do you want anyone to find you on the internet or do you want to keep it anonymous out there <laughs> Yeah, find me on the gram at Allie.Corsi. I don't really post that much, but. Yeah, you got to get on it. I know, I really do. But if you want to see her share the fact that she was on this amazing podcast on her Instagram story, go give her a follow. It's in the contract. She's got to share it. It's in the contract. <laughs> thank you for having me. What's this was a blast. Allie, I would like to personally thank you for taking leap of faith and being my friend on that weekend trip to Paris. Taylor Swift would be proud of us. She really would. It's something she wouldn't have a song about, honestly. Let's all go around and thank each other. Abby, thanks for starting a podcast with me. Ashley, thanks for making me appreciate the beauty and the little things of life. Oh, that was way deeper. Abby. Allie, thanks for always listening to me and my emotions. Um, Ashley, thank you for crying with me. Yeah, allowing those emotions to be felt. And Abby, thank you for inviting me to Paris and letting this beautiful friendship blossom. Anytime, Allie. Let's go back. Yeah, well, I'll see you in Washington in February. Okay. Hopefully we can all sleep in the same bed, like three triplet, adult triplets, like last, the last vacation. I hope somebody's going to be reading a book aloud. I'm waiting with bated breath. Why don't I record myself on the new mic that I got to, I mean, I can play it aloud as we go to bed. Like, this is the purge with Ashley's voice reading a book. Thank you so much. Shout out to Ali Corsi for coming on. And for our next Total Just Fan episode, we could talk about an anthology of One Tree Hill. So stay tuned for that, everyone, in another month. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. Love you. Bye.